one thing you can do is get your kids to dedicate a blog or even a video log or an Instagram account dedicated to one particular subject that your child is interested in. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Jonathan Harris. He has experimented with and developed a method for creating marketable talent in each of his children. One of the keys for a teenage son or daughter was to develop something interesting that brings value to the world. And by leveraging the family's identity so they can exercise their own skills and gifts. Jonathan goes into details about how his household became a hothouse for growing unique talents in his children. The benefits are thus twofold as both the family and the child gain from the child's uniqueness. He explains further how that works in a method that he dubs Parent Their Passion. Let's learn more as we discover the stories Jonathan shares in this episode. Jonathan, thank you so much for jumping onto the episode. Uh, thank you for having me on board here. Excited to share what we have to talk about today. Yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. I mean, when I saw that you're talking about Parent Their Passion, I mean, come on, that is friggin' awesome because being a father of four kids now, We've been uh, teasing people that we have a new baby coming. And the baby's here. Yay. Arrived June 16th. So excited. And so excited to have you here, man. So just to start off, let's walk down memory lane. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Okay. So back in the day, um, it's over a decade ago now, my oldest son, who is now 24, so he's 24 years old, and he was 12, I was 11 and a half, or just around that age. And at that time, we were doing things already a little bit different. I was able to work from home with, a, at that time, a large corporation. So I was able to work from home in, in a nice little, small, semi-rural community in, in Northern California. And and to go with that, you know, we were also homeschooling. You know, mm -hmm. this is all part of the, 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 the lifestyle that we wanted. And 
and in, if people are familiar, even even in the homeschooling community, things are, are done very differently from family to family, which is part of the attraction, right? It's, yeah. it's like instead of a fast food, right? Yeah, you just you know you, you like your stuff more with more spice, less spice, more crunch, mm. more outdoor. You can do all of that, and at that point in time, like a lot of men um, going through career changes, it seems like a lot of people will hit a wall, and to go to the next level, you realize, oh shoot, in order for me to stay in this industry. And in, in, in my particular field, I, I, I saw it coming and I knew in order to, to stay in the game, uh, it was the tech field. I was a project manager. Mm. And in order to stay in the game, everybody above me was having to travel at least three weeks out of the month. That was, It didn't even matter, you know, how much experience you had. That was part of uh, the trend. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew the layoffs were coming unless I was willing to sign up. And just about then, you know, my kids are hitting the teen years. We love the place we're going to. We did not. Yeah. We we live in California, but of course, all the tech stuff is down in San Francisco Bay Area. Although, mm-hmm. and I've lived there before, and I did. We did not want to go back there. Yeah. So we had to make some some choices, and of course, I'm reading all the self help books, right? And I see you like Gary Vee. So all these guys were starting to come online, and there are some really. I mean, I, you know, as you can laugh about it, but. Mm-hmm. It, that's what you need at that point in life. You know, they, they're telling you drop and give me 10, 20, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> be a man, you know, and uh, when it was, it was good. And I applied some of that stuff in, in the job. But one of the things that intrigued me is it would tip a lot of times they would finish with, it was usually a side comment where the author mm. would say, I wish I had known this sooner. I wish I had started sooner. And you keep hearing this because a lot of times they say, you know, a lot of these things you can do, but of course, yeah. if you have all these obligations, which I did, I had kids that I love. I had a wife that I love. And and then I got to thinking, wait a second, why am I going to repeat this? Why am I going to have my kids repeat the same path I took? I went to college yeah. and I had a good experience. Don't get me wrong. I had a good experience, mm-hmm. but you wound up, I wound up in an industry doing a career that wasn't my plan. That wasn't my choice, which a lot of people will tell you. And that's okay up to a certain point. And then you hit yeah. that age. You're like, oh shoot, if I had been more intentional, I could have accumulated skills that made more sense to my long-term goals, or at least to Mm -hmm. my personality. So, you know, wrestling with that. And then I got, I got this into my head. I'm going to do things different with my kids. I'm like, I don't want them on the same path. And so there was a trigger. There was a, this had been building up, but there was one moment Mm -hmm. that to me, it just kind of all, it just came, it just came together in my mind. I was in, in my home office. And my 12 year old son would drop in, you know, inside the office. And, and we typically at that time would go to the library and uh, reserve a bunch of books and bring them home. And we had figured how to game the system because if you get a child, each one has a, even the baby has a card you can bring out 20. That's so you right. got a whole library at home pretty much, <laughs> you know, it's awesome. And so we would reserve it online. And I told my son, hey, have you read uh, Sherlock Holmes books? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I haven't. It's like, oh, you got to read those. This is a great detective. He's just about that age. I just remembered that I enjoyed it too. Yeah. And it's okay, go ahead and reserve it. I'm gonna go get my cup of coffee. Go ahead and do that. So I go to the other room, come back with my cup of coffee. My son goes, okay, dad, I got them. It's like, great. We'll go to the library and we'll pick them up. You know, next time uh, mom goes down there and he says, no, dad, you don't understand. I have them all. I, I was like a little confused. It was just <laughs> the beginning of the Kindle revolution, right? Mm. Where, uh, I mean, you could read books online, but it's always klutzy. You had to find a yeah. PDF. So long story short is he got them all downloaded, the entire collection. And I think within the week or two weeks top, he had read them all. Yeah. And 
And yeah. to me, it was a click moment. It was a game changer because I realized, yeah, it's always nice to have hard copy books. I mean, it's always more enjoyable. But realistically, if you're consuming a lot of information, you know, you you do enjoy having digital copies because you can churn through them so quickly. Yeah. And so my kids were more used to that than I was. And at that point, I realized, oh, my goodness, we're going to run into the obligatory um, college reading stuff because we're, we're screaming through literature and stuff. Right. And of course, this is Sherlock Holmes. And I realize most people don't consider it great literature, but. My opinion is actually better than most great, quote, great literature. <laughs> yeah, but that's is. that's a debatable point, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna get into the dark material. I'm like, this is stupid. I I remember going through college, and I'm sure, you know, some people liked it. I had already gone through that schooling before, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna get into the dark stuff. And I'm like, my son doesn't need to read this. I mean, what? Why are we doing this education? So yeah, I realized this is all about him being a slave to the curriculum. Right. right. And even though we were homeschooling, we still we were still were a little bit following the knowledge bucket ideas. You know, at this age, you know, this and that. I said, we're going to flip this around. We're going to make the curriculum be a slave to my son's future. Hmm. And it may sound like it's the same thing, but it isn't. Because once you once you understand your, your child's personality, his his strengths, his weaknesses, which as a parent, you have a unique insight to that. Yeah. Then you can start playing around much more deliberately when it's like, you know, we're going to we're going to accelerate and do a calculus sooner, which we didn't do, by the way. But I know some families have done it. Or we're going to really, really going to go deep into history. or We're really going to go deep into science or some mm-hmm. other kind of combo. You, We already had the habit of like, we'll be halfway through uh, a textbook or equivalent. And we're like, you know what? We got extracted all the value out of two chapters and the rest of it. No shame. We we toss it into, <laughs> into the dustbin or pawn it off onto another family. <laughs> So the whole idea is, is this serving our son's future, which is a future, of course, is uh, nebulous. So it's an ongoing conversation. And then mm-hmm. from there, I realized, you know what? What kind of is frustrating about life is that you, you, you get on this career where you're, quote, good academically at something. So you get on. So if you're OK, so if you're good at something, then, of course, the solution they're going to tell you is you go to the next level. Well, why? Yeah, at the end of the road. Is that is that what you want to be? Let's say you're really good musician. And mm-hmm. I met actually a, a young adult friend of mine who was so b- kind of bitter about it. <laughs> and he was laughing. It's like he was a good musician. But he said, I didn't want to become a professional musician. So I kept being pushed artificially to go to the mm-hmm. next level, next level. Went to college for a musical degree. He says, you know what? I realized a year before I finished, this is stupid for him because I don't want to be a, a symphony. I don't want to be a, a player in a symphony. On, it, it, on a bus traveling. I hate it all. Yeah. I hate it all. It's like, it's something I want just want to do personally, but not for a living. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come to terms with it. He eventually became a copywriter, right? <laughs> which is, has an artistic side to it, but very different. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's how I think a lot of people are in is they, even with their kids, you just go onto this treadmill without thinking of the long-term consequences because you invest so much time and effort. And then, and then frustrations yeah. can develop from that. But what happens if you started sooner? And you discovered and you pivoted and you wrestled with it organically before it becomes, you know, uh, 18-year-old crisis, what I do with my life. And then finally a post-college crisis, then eventually a midlife crisis. I'm talking Mm -hmm. career-wise. It doesn't – I'm not solving all the problems of the world. I'm talking just the sphere of life, especially for men, that's all-encompassing. You know, you sit at one point you're sitting at your desk, you're 40, and you're like – 
how, why am I here? And you're just like, I'm here because this? I had to do this next certification. And now this is where I am, you know, had I started sooner. So that's Man. what we did with our kids. We started, we really started hijacking everything. And I borrowed ideas from the adult world. And of course, some things don't, don't make sense for, for children. Yeah. But other things do, if you just tweak it slightly. And at that time, I was really fascinated with the 10,000 hours concept. And so I originally I named, in fact, I still have my site out there, 10K to Talent. If people want to go check it out. I got all my, all my blog posts. I started, I started documenting what worked, what didn't work, nice. uh, the funny moments, the, 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 the high moments. And a lot of things actually worked, which is, is, is amazing. And I called it to 10,000 hours, but eventually a coach told me, it's like, dude, people don't want, parents don't want to hear 10,000 hours of work. They're already right. overwhelmed. <laughs> and I'm like, what, of course, my idea was, wasn't to add to the work. It was to right. say that by the time you're 18 or, you know, maybe you've logged in already 6,000 hours mm -hmm. of whatever the field is you want to go. So when you leave, you have this liftoff already. It's not like you're, you're just beginning it. Oh, you know what? Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to live on the beach and become a professional surfer. So you think about that at 18. Well, it's probably. It doesn't have to be too late, but it probably is too late because everybody else has started at 12 or 14. Right. Then you got to put right. food on the table, or you do decide to do it, but then that means you can't get married. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> all the girls like you're a bum on the. You know, you've got this. What happens if you come out at 18? And so maybe you're good enough already that you figured out a way to make a living at it. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're not, you know, you're not making a fortune yet, but yeah, you're, you're, you can do that instead of being a barista. Yeah. So you're, you're accumulating that knowledge, that industry. At a much younger age. At a much younger a age. A lot without earlier. The crisis, yeah. Without the crisis. Man, I love, I love, I love all of that. So amazing story, amazing start. And I love, you know, you documented it on the blog site, so it's available to check it out because information is still information. It's, it's learned experiences that you've documented. People can, you know, take away from that. But what I, what I really liked is that you're, you're literally hacking it by giving that early chance to your children. Yes. It's amazing. And you know what, as a dad, dad to dad here, it's extremely satisfying Oh my because God. I, I, you can do it better. Mm -hmm. You can literally do it better. One, and again, using the, the fast food analogy. Yeah, I get it. If you go to a fast food, uh, you know, it, 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 you're, you're going to get your calories and you go, you're not going to starve. It's going to give you your, your basic nutritional needs. Right. Yeah. But everybody knows that going to your friend's place where he does this awesome barbecue, or you're going to another friend's place who does this awesome, you know, spicy dish or whatever you have, or another one is a complete opposite. Yeah. That's a completely different experience. It is. And, and that's the same with education is once you realize you can get in there and, and do it three, four, five times better mm -hmm. than you would uh, in a traditional schooling environment, simply because you have control over it. But you're not, it's not just yeah. that you have control and say, okay, we're just going to borrow those books, go home and do the same. No, you're actually asking the question, and it's an ongoing conversation. Is this accelerating my child or not? Most of the time you're saying, I love that. is this accelerating my child so they can pass the test X, Y, Z? You know, maybe in your family, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you, you say, we, wanna, we have a particular historical background where on my wife's side, there is like a World War II hero. So we spent a little more time on World War II. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kid could be potentially dark, but it's like a specialty. So we're going to spend more time. We can do that. 
and yeah. spend minimal time in another area. You cannot do that if you're on a treadmill with everyone else. I love that. And, and what's cool is that, so you started 10 years ago where your oldest was 12. Yeah, it was over and, more than 10 years ago. And, now, yeah. Right, so what's, what's beautiful is that my oldest is 12 right now. Awesome. Right, so, and, and what's cool is that he just finished his sixth grade and going to middle school. So yeah. instead of sending him to the public middle school, we found a private one, which is in line with our religion. It's in line with, you know, smaller class sizes, more attention from the student, from the teacher. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. So I'm, I'm glad it's my wife. It's a lot more wife, organic, right? It's a, it's a lot more organic. Yeah, yeah. It's a smaller, smaller school altogether as well. And what's cool is that my wife, these are all my wife's decision. I was like, you're the boss, right? I, I, I. I didn't finish school. I, you know, I went to, I finished high school. I went to six years of community college. I didn't, I don't have any degrees whatsoever, but I love learning. And what you said about, you know, taking one route and just being stuck in it. I was like, I don't want to be stuck in that. So I've hopped around different areas of expertise and I love what I do as a user experience designer. Now, 20 years later, I'm like, okay, what if I can do something different? And that's where this beekeeping and the podcasting came into yeah. the birth. And I'm like, I'm learning so much more. And even though I've been following entrepreneurs for the past 15 years, like Tony Robbins and Frank Kern and all these amazing folks, like, why am I not doing this? And I just, it just finally clicked at 42 because that's the universe's answer to everything. I, I totally love, you know, the route that you've gone to and, and being able to show them. And if you hadn't been consuming books, right, that's where the knowledge comes from. But like if it hadn't been consuming books, it would not have clicked. So every single one of us have to go through some kind of a journey, some kind of personal or, or self-development to find the little nuggets of information that are you know hidden between texts of pages. Well, you know, that and I think, you know, you said you're, you're 42, right? Is that what you said? I was 42 was. <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> That's when this all started, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were telling me that. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's something to that because mm -hmm. I think by the, and that's why that age, you, you, you're no longer that youthful person who's just going to put in the hours. Yeah. You're starting to see, okay, if I put in those hours, you know, there's, there's, you see the bigger consequences of it. Yeah. And sometimes you need to put it in. Right. So, and of course, usually at that point, you know, you're starting to see the tension. Your kids need you more, especially as they're getting older. They're moving out of the nurturing stage, which kind of ties into this parent, their passion concept. Mm -hmm. And really the wife uh, superpowers are kind of receding in the background. You know, usually they, they own kind of the nurturing phase years. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, but when you get into the teen years, and part of the influence of these ideas is I'm seeing, I have friends who are old, slightly older than me. And especially at that time. And I was watching, some of them were hitting, just starting to hit college or they were yeah. just finishing high school. So you're starting to see the, you, I knew them early enough, you know, in their early teens and then all the way through high school and then in college, and you start seeing the long-term consequences. Some of them were good mm -hmm. and some of them were not so good. Yeah. And some of them were slow train wrecks you see happening. You're like, oh, this is not going to, and it didn't finish well. So you're like, so your, your confidence as far as predictive abilities mm -hmm. uh, starts to increase. Usually when you're young and 20 or 30, you know, you don't, 
you have knowledge, but it's not experiential knowledge. Right. And then you, you're a little bit older and you start realizing, oh yeah, that, that promotion they're promising you, maybe it comes with a, maybe it comes with a little extra cash, but now they're going to own you yes. at night, you know, and it's yes. not, it's not as, as uh, it's not as straightforward as mm-hmm. you think it is. It comes with, with complications strings and i think that's why you also your boldness actually increases your your confidence in some ways is shattered a little bit but at the same time i think when it comes to your own children it's like you you have a chance like in the lab you know what i'm going to experiment because i already know what doesn't work right it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's okay you may not work but you already know what doesn't work right so you get this and it's your own flesh and blood so you're like doggone it, I'm going to get in here and, and do <laughs> this better, at least in this one area. And I think yeah. you can. And I, that's the one message I want to tell people, especially dads. When your teens, their hormones start kicking in, that energy that can translate into bravado, uh, a little bit of naughtiness, mm-hmm. a little bit of like, they need what they need is external affirmation from the outside world. They're starting to stop. They believe you to a yeah. certain extent, but they say, well, of course, dad, you love me. Of course, you can tell me I can do better. They start doubt, especially if you start doubting mom. Like mom is always, oh, it's the most beautiful picture. Oh, you're a sweetheart. You know, and in the old, <laughs> the old joke, you know, all mm-hmm. face only a mother can love. That's what they start yeah. saying. Oh, shoot. You know, I'm really not that beautiful. And your doubts start crowding in and you need that external validation, which mm-hmm. I think is a good thing. It is. And you're starting absolutely- to realize, you know what? I really need to. If people are going to tell me, you know, I'm kind or I'm helpful or I'm smart at something, I want to know that it's genuine and they're not just flattering me or, or just trying to soothe my ego. And I yeah. think there's a strong need. And if they do not get that, I think that's part of the reason why you see so much teenage um, angst. They start mm. gnawing on their own bones. So they, they have all these put potential Right. When they're younger, yes. they don't actually have the potential. They can't actually drive a car. They can't actually weightlift mix. They can't actually work through the night. They'll have, you know, they'll have meltdowns. They'll have crying yeah. spells. But a teen can. Oh, my goodness. They can work through the night obsessively. Yes. Um, and but it can be a negative. Unless you latch them on to something. Mm-hmm. And man, you can. I mean, I have to go and flip off the light switch. Uh, not even metaphorically i have to say okay you know it's time to power down it's like you need to get outside and get some sun i have Mm -hmm. one son well at home i have four kids left at home my oldest at home right now is 16 and the next one down is 13 two boys Mm -hmm. and there is a little bit of a gender difference with boys especially i i gotta like make sure one of them he's so he's making money he's making cash he loves it he, he started off doing voice acting online, got some cash, got hooked on that. Then he found nice. he could make a lot more money by doing podcast editing. And then from there, he's finding more stuff, right? And so the deeper in he goes, the better he gets at it, yes. the more excited he gets by it. Uh, the money that he's making, and that's part of the, the concept here, is they take ownership. They buy the tools. You know, we have a certain amount of guidance, but they're spending mm-hmm. the money. So they take ownership of it. Yeah. And they just go, they just go, go, go. And... Um, Sometimes it is obsessive, but that's it that's is. the beauty and the power of it. And as a dad, yeah. I think the role, uh, an analogy here is, and I, and I think both, you have the male and female, right? They play such an important role in the development of a child. But I think there comes a point when the dad's like, you know, when the kid wipes out the corner with his bicycle, skins his knee, the dad's like, yeah, now you know how fast you can take that corner. 
That's right? right. Yeah. You want because you want to go faster. And mm-hmm. and when the, when the kid is younger, they're just crying, you know. Then you're reassuring them, and of course, as a dad, you're reassuring them. Yeah. When they get twelve, they don't want to be. They of course they want sympathy, but only to a certain extent. They want to yeah. hear is, man, you took that you took that corner, right to the edge, yeah. and you found you found where that boundary is. I think next time you could do it faster or better if you take the corner, you know, sooner over here or do it yeah. over here. Yeah. Watch a boy light up because that's their, they, they've done something. They don't want you crying. I mean, unless it's serious, I'm not saying. No, They absolutely. go over a cliff yeah. and die. That's, that's fine. That's t- but, <laughs> but I think that's what they want. And and we they have those conversations. Reach, They'll try something, you know, if there's their, if it's uh, whatever it is they're bringing uh, to, to the world in a small way. Yeah. I'm telling them, you are probably going to meet some resistance or you're going to do it wrong, or you're going to have the wrong tools, or you miscalculated socially. And I'd say, that's okay, because now you know where the boundary is. That that barrier is going to tell you, next time around, I need this tool. Next time around, I need to communicate better. Next time around, I have to agree not to take a job, a gig with that particular person, because I can't yeah. stand them. Yeah. Next time around, I'm going to practice more. Whatever just- it is. Just, that's yeah. going to give you the answer, you know, and, and I have to give credit to a lot of these books, you know, that tell these grown men, us grown men, it's like, stop <laughs> being a whiny baby about it, <laughs> complaining about your boss or whatever, mm-hmm. get out there and put those reps in. And that, at the end of the day, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. I mean, we want a solution. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't want to be trapped, but we want right, to know right. the way forward is like, okay, if you're trapped, you need to reverse engineer this. This You've hit the boundary. Yeah. And that's exactly what I teach my kids. You've hit the boundary. You know, they don't want to hear your music. They don't want to hear you bring this thing. So let's reverse engineer it. And they may be, well, I don't have enough experience. Okay, so they're worried about their experience. Probably legitimate. What can we do in this one particular area to boost their confidence or for you to show proof? When you get the teens involved in this conversation, it's like you're a coach. And one of my favorite things to tell my kids is like, They'll come to me and, and usually once once they start going deep enough in it, they're not a clone of me. Uh, no. They're only a clone of me in the sense it's like, get up. I'm like a coach. And they'll say, well, I don't know how this works. I don't know either. Go find out. Let's so, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, go figure it out. I love it. No, I, I totally love that. It, it sparks so many questions in my mind. And it, I keep thinking, so my son is literally testing me every single boundary that he can, you know, slam against essentially <laughs> like yeah they're so persistent too yes like i'll keep getting because i mean with thanks to technology 10 years ago we didn't i don't think we had the technology where uh they could be on the smartphone and and we don't know what they're doing like now we have that tech where like you're getting requests oh can i download this app can i get one extra hour on this app can i do this and can i do this and it's just it's just amazing what's possible in this world so what i try to do is i'm i've led them like okay here's a camera go record some video for your own youtube channel i'm like okay we're gonna do youtube channel so they were really excited to use a camera and i was like and i was telling them i'll edit the video for you of course we don't have any time two weeks go by <laughs> like I'm like how how about i show you how to edit the video right so now yes. he's editing his own video he's recording videos and of course he's taking ownership Yes. Because if there's any flaws in it, which there's bound to be flaws in the beginning, or if he's too embarrassed to show it, yeah, then he's going to say, okay, I need to figure out 
this jump cut issue. I needed how to figure out this thing. And when, and that's the, the beauty of it. Yeah. Because they own it. They did the work. And you know what? And you, you teach your kids, you know what? It's going to be ugly. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ugly. So you're going to have to make a decision. Do you stop? Because sometimes you do legitimately. And, I, and there are times when you say, you don't just pursue it. I mean, because anything yeah. can be improved, but do you want to? And if the answer is no, I, I, I'm just embarrassed because I'm not mm-hmm. good at it. Well, then the answer is, well, then get good at it. And do more, yeah. once they do it once or twice, they, their just confidence just goes through the roof. It does. Um, there was a book I was reading where this gentleman talks about how in Canada, they were giving up positive tickets. So positive reinforcement. And the, the, the cops would basically go up to these teenagers like, hey, here's a ticket positive ticket because you helped somebody cross the road you did something for somebody and then they would tell them you are going to be somebody because if you keep this up so this one kid he's like i'm not going to cash in this ticket it's, it's the other they can go get a meal go go see a movie or go it's like no i'm going to keep this ticket and put it on my wall because an adult believed in me it's like holy smokes like these positive reinforcements and that's what we're that's what we're that's what you're going after right positive right. reinforcement fail try again kind of thing i love it yeah it's the whole it's a whole lab thing because you're if you go in and here here's the one of the things that's important mm-hmm. is a lot of times kids will have might be, have big ideas you know to use i, I want to be a horse trainer i want to go mm-hmm. to the moon okay potentially or i want you typically they'll see something on tv or something glamorous and, and it's not wrong in itself no but the problem the problem is that the gap between the, to getting from getting to there there's a huge gap in their mind that can't cross and that's being young that's where you as a parent that's why i call it parent their right. passion mm-hmm. you need to help them see that in between so i think it's really important because if you get the in between you start getting that positive reinforcement what what can happen is that People will spend so much time developing a skill, a talent, yeah. a hobby, but they've never had a reality check as to whether or not the world wants to accept that. Mm-hmm. So in a worst case scenario, I had a, a, a friend, an adult friend who we, I had known for a while, so it was a friend of my wife's. And all of a sudden, in some conversation, I found out she was like a world-class violinist. I'm like, what? Because I was talking about uh, some kind of event to be nice and blah, blah, blah. So then she proceeds to tell me that she went to Spain when she was young. She went to this top-notch world-class school. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm trying to process this thing. I had knew nothing about it. I mean, it was, you know, we knew the husband and wife. And so I thought I knew enough about them. Okay. Long story short, this this is like almost like the archetypal where the parents had invested tons of money and time to get her to be really proficient mm-hmm. in a musical skill promptly the day she finished she never used it again now wow. here's, here's what happened from a practical point of view you don't know i mean the whole time you're paying teachers you're paying them to teach you or even to listen to you you have never tested the market to find out if people want to listen to you right. specifically not only that you have never tested to find out that maybe they do want to listen to you, but they can't, they don't want to listen to you in the format that you think, meaning they don't want to listen to you in a recital hall. Maybe they want to listen to you somewhere else in a different context, in a different manner. All these things are complicated, but they've in, in 20, whatever, how many years of practice, they've never gone out and t- tested that. So I say, well, 
why don't you use it for birthday parties? Like, no, it's too sophisticated. Uh, of his, uh, uh, people don't want violins, let's say, right? Which is kind of understandable. Well, why don't well, you do it I don't it know here? about that because have you heard of, heard of Sterling? Well, yeah, yeah. But remember, <laughs> but remember she does dancing, though. See, right. this is it. But, she, people want to see her dance, and now she's added stories, right? It's a very much candy. It is, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful girl dancing around. You know, she's not just sitting there playing a violin. So, but that's an example. She's tested yeah. the market and found out they want a little storytelling. They want a little, want a little dancing, exactly. a little fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm talking about. So mm. the reality means, and then they realize they can't really play this instrument unless they move to, again, like this other friend was talking about, move to San Francisco, stay single for the rest of life because they can only afford a shared apartment. And they're like, well, this, this is not a lifestyle I want. I can play violin for myself, right, without yeah. investing. Yeah. And so that's you don't want to invest so much in your child without them having contact what does it mean to bring value to other people? Because mm. this is really, really important to find a way, even if it's not for money, but it's genuine. You're, you're not getting grandma telling you, you're not getting dad, you're not getting mom. They have to love you. You want to know somebody who doesn't owe you a favor says, you know what? This is good work. I want more of it. Yeah. And if you, you can go in so deep with our educational system, it's partly the blessing of living in such a wealthy culture is that you oh. can go on for so long without finding out that really nobody likes this work, but they might've liked the work. Had you tested it, you could have pivoted. You could have added like <sighs> Lindsay Stern, you could have added a little dancing if you're mm -hmm. into that, you know, but you don't know. But now all of a sudden at 24, you spend all this money. Now you feel like a failure. And that's the yeah. thing, they fall off a cliff. They feel their whole identity is shattered and they've built up this huge persona that can't survive. And I think so, this is part of the anxiety that kids are feeling. It's like they invest so much time at getting good, genuinely good at it, but no one wants it in the, yeah. in, the in the shape that they have have it in. So essentially, what you're saying is that you got to fail fast. Yes. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah. Right. Fail fast. I mean, that's the tech, that's the mentality we have for towards software development, towards app development. Fail fast with your idea, so that you know what's working, what's not working come back, tweak it, come back again. I mean, in the entire YouTube industry, the entire YouTubers, they fail fast with that video. Like, okay, this video worked. This is not working. This is work. And then you just focus on the stuff that's working and getting you the positive feedback. Supply so that same to our kids. Wow. Yeah, and that's a good, and, and, and that's where that's where the dad part comes in. I'm saying dads right. especially. My, my wife is involved too, but... Mm -hmm. When it comes to dad, dads have a particular knack of like, yeah, go as high up the tree as you possibly can just when yeah. it's about ready to break. The mom's freaking out. I mean, mm -hmm. which is understandable. That's why these yeah. kids stayed alive until <laughs> they were 12. But now you're seeing the potential. Okay, mm -hmm. we don't want to take them to the point where they're going to die. We don't want that. Right. But we want them to know this is where the boundary is. So, yeah. I, you know, the fail fast is probably what I would say with older teens. And I am still smart enough as a dad to say what <laughs> we're going to we're going to couch this in different terms. It's like, you yeah. know, this is where this is where, OK, they're not saying yes to you. You want to come and do this thing, but they're hesitating. They're not answering. Mm. And so I have this conversation was probably because they're not ready to accept whatever it is you're proposing to 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 give to them. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll say, why do you think that is? And they say, well, whatever the answer is. And they say, well, how can we solve that yeah. issue? And most of the time there is an answer and sometimes there isn't there. Sometimes there genuinely isn't. And then we say, okay, yeah. we really need to pivot dramatically on this because this is an issue. 
But a lot of times it's amazing how often there is a solution if you stop thinking in terms like failure, this boundary that we bumped up again against doesn't mean that we're supposed to abandon everything. It just means mm -hmm. now we've learned that right. we need to add something to it. Or, or sometimes it boils down to communication. We've had those conversations does, yeah. where, yeah. you know, I've had my kids and it's like, you need to be clear. It's like, yeah, yeah, dad. And then I was like, oh, holy cow, they want me to do this and this and this. And I said, you know what? You already agreed to this. You're going to have to, you know, keep your word. Yeah. But next time around, now you know why. Now you know why. <laughs> now you know why you want to say there's three revisions allowed only or something mm -hmm. like that, right? And yeah. they, they, um, they assimilate that. So you, they're hearing you talking, and oh yeah, Dad, right? You know, they're like, let me, like, let me no, just get it real, done. For I real, <laughs> I've been there, dude. <laughs> but if they get this now when they're young, by the yeah. time they're eighteen or nineteen or twenty-one, they're way bigger risk takers. All my kids are they bigger are. risk takers than I was at that age because you're waiting by the phone to be discovered, mm. so to speak, and and that's not really how life works. I mean, to I a certain that. extent. But most of the time, no, you're going to have to be the one putting yourself out there and, and accepting the fact that you might fail. But of course, you have to have a strategy because if you do if you do hit a boundary, you can't just immediately say, okay, I'm dead. I'm done. I'm not going to even try anymore. It's like, no, no, that's not that's not the you have to have a belief that. Yeah. And this that, is giving you partly the answer. And that's where you can bring in analogies from video games, right? Okay, you're playing. What are these popular? What are the kids playing these days? Right. Well, Minecraft for the younger kids. Minecraft and, uh, for the younger ones. The yeah, older ones. Are, the other stuff. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you asked a question: Do you quit playing the game when you die? Like, no. We we start <laughs> over. Absurd. Now I know where they're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, so apply that to real life, right? I love I love it, man. This so, man, guys, we've been talking with Jonathan Harris here, and f wow. Time flies. We've been having some amazing conversations around sharing his journey and, and what got him started. And I just absolutely love that because I see myself in him because of, you know, the path that he's taken. And uh, thank you so much, man. I, I, I see the motivations. I totally see it because those are the similar motivations I have for what I keep doing every day, for what I showing up and, you know, teaching that to my kids as, as an, at an early age that, hey, and the reason I take all these risks or take, do all these different things is to show them, hey, anything is possible if you really want to do it. Let's take a quick break and then uh, Jonathan will share with us three hacks to take away after the break. I'm Junaid Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio 
that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. We've been talking with Jonathan Harris here and it has been a fascinating chat, talking about our children, talking about their resiliency, their ability to totally, you know, go into what they're passionate about. And uh, I just love every single thing about it because being a dad of four kids now, I got to think of all these things. And, and somebody was saying, you know, somebody was talking about Web 3.0 the other day. And they're like, we don't care about it. You know, Bitcoin, Web 3.0, it's going to come when it's going to come. But being a dad, I know that my kids are going to be in the era when they're act actively going to be using all of that stuff. So I got to get ahead to understand it so I can teach them firsthand how it works. Man, I love it. So Jonathan, take us, share with us three hacks to take away for the audience. So I call it, I'll call my audience superpreneurs. <laughs> share yes. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So one hack I would do, this would apply to anybody, no matter what schooling situation you're in, whether it's good or bad, whether it's public or private, homeschool or some other hybrid version charter. One thing you can do is get your kids to dedicate a blog or even a video log or an Instagram account dedicated to one particular subject that your child is interested in. So don't use it for, for family stuff or anything mm -hmm. like that. I mean, they could, you know, that's up to you. And there's other questions there about safety. But if you focus around a specific topic that your child is in, it could be as simple as like, I'm into World War II tanks. You know, some boys have that thing. Fine. Then have them blog, post on Instagram like once a day, some, yeah. some factoid that they learn about it or some question that they have maybe they don't have an answer to mm -hmm. get them used to posting about it and as they are posting about it you're going to see that they're mentally wrestling with the vocabulary the lingo of that field that they're interested in mm -hmm. and in the beginning it'll probably be very cringy right yeah. and as they get into it there's like oh shoot i'm i i made them somebody else will call them out who's really into it somebody just maybe a little more knowledgeable it's like no Dummy, that's a 1956 uh, World War II tank from Korea. You mix that up with this, and it's like, oh, yeah. you're right. And then they'll say, you can tell because they didn't make this type of metal. I'm making this mm -hmm. up. I don't know anything about tanks. Yeah. As they're doing this, they're going to become more aware of history, technology. And, and you don't really have to worry whether that, well, was my kid going to become a, a, a tank builder? No, that's not the point at, right. at that stage. Is you're, They're learning to communicate clearly about something they care about. And in order to care, you have to have details. Yes. And so this is going to feed your, your child's mind. They're gonna to to become articulate. You'll give them pointers as you go and say, hey, you have one long run on paragraph. Why don't you break it up in a couple of, of things? Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're switching thoughts here. That's something that's very common. Just very gentle. Don't worry yeah. about the spelling mistakes. Yeah, That will naturally, especially when somebody's like, oh my goodness, don't you know that a Bradley thing is spelt not with Two Ds, but one D, you know, oh my goodness, in that field, it's important. Yeah. They will almost yeah. autocorrect themselves. And you can tell me, you may want to check that spelling. Mm -hmm. That's a hack number one, because you can, I mean, wow, your child is going to wrestle with the meaning of things, become clear and articulate, and you won't even have to have a curriculum to do that. You can do it in time off. 
but you do as a, as a, as a dad, you have to, in the beginning say, you know what, you like this topic. If you're going to, if we're going to keep buying books on this topic, or we're going to keep buying models. I want mm-hmm. you to write about it. Yeah, Even if it, in it. the beginning, just take a picture, just do a caption. Mm-hmm. That'd be hack number one. Nice. Right there. I, love it. I mean, that's, that's your, that's amazing. And it is in support of, you can do it for, for free practically if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, hack number two is I would really take a closer look at all. A lot of times education is thought strictly in terms of what you learn in a formal classroom. Even mm-hmm. when you're not in a formal classroom, people mistakenly think, well, if it's not in a textbook with a word textbook on it, it doesn't count. You want to, you want your child to in conversation with you, have conversations. Like I had a daughter who's now an adult and she was really, you know, into her art stuff. And one time she would get these little mini commissions, right? From usually old ladies. And one of the things they would like is often they would say, I want it, I want you to do my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And, and my, da- my daughter's thing was to do kind of a cartoonized version. Which, so the reason people want a cartoonized version is so they want to, they want to emphasize a, uh, uh, the characteristics that you can't get on a camera shot. That's the difference. Yeah. But she always turned down the ones when it pets, she could do, she would say yes. But whenever I noticed like, why aren't you, why aren't you taking this like free money? I mean, you, you just dad, because whenever I do it, my babies look like old men. So she stopped there. But as a dad, it's like, you know what? That's probably true. And I think I've seen that they do look like old men. But I bet you there's someone out there who has a course on this. Yes. And sure enough. There's a course. I think the actual module was how to make your, it was something almost literally how to make your babies look like babies, not old men. I mean, literally what it was. Wow. I just watched a couple of minutes because I was just curious. Yeah. And they basically said people don't understand that babies' heads are, are proportioned differently than adults. The eyes are, are at a different proportion. Mm-hmm. And it says that's, and, and after they gave, and after that, she was able to do it. Nice. So, we, we paid, but it didn't have the word textbook. If I had textbook, we'd probably pulled up some over-the-top thing on anatomy and whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Go to the – the good stuff is actually done by people who can clearly communicate, even yeah. even in the art world. And we she paid for it out of her own um, – she had some pocket money. Mm-hmm. She paid it out of her own pocket, so she owned it in that way. And I would say is buy – courses i mean we're course is such a heavy word a workshop uh, an instructional i mean yeah. a youtube video can be the same thing too mm-hmm. but focus specifically on overcoming a particular uh problem that your child has mm. in the field he's interested in because that will they you will set it's it's micro and it's done yeah and, and now you feel put that, that in their mindset right and like they have a win right they have something. a win too positive right. I don't have to go four years to college and all I want to know is to change the oil. So maybe I could go ask someone, Yeah. maybe, maybe buy them lunch, you know, get used to that. Yeah. And now I can solve my problem. Most of the time people don't think like that. It's not natural for some reason. Yeah. You're right. I, I love that. And hack number three, you need to reverse engineer your big dad goals. Like I'll talk to parents and say, well, you know, um, I just want my my child to be you know happy or, or or let's be more let's be more generous with terms let's I want my child to be you know a good communicator 
and don't don't in your mind as a dad you need you need to unpack that what what do you mean good communicator like they can whip yeah. out like big sob stories to send to all the relatives at christmas i mean what what do you want them to write the novel do you want them to and then you're just like no i don't really want them to do that okay mm -hmm. then why are you taking this advanced lit course on unpacking jane austen <laughs> if that's not if you don't want them to do that now or, mm -hmm. or that you don't ever want them to do that yeah now, yeah then why are you doing this it, and say well what i really mean is and then you'll say something more specific like i want them to it could be i want them to be a good office communicator okay well that's fine or i want them to you know whatever it is once you put a little more flesh to it as a dad and as a mom, usually it's an uncle. You don't even know sometimes as a dad, right? You're like, oh, right. What, is, what does it mean? You know, and your wife's yeah. like, hey, you're always telling me this. Oh, yeah, that's what I want. Then you're going to, you need to reverse engineer a lot of this stuff. It's way too abstract. You, you can't just say, oh, well, my kid to be educated. That's nonsense. You can't go to a job or to a friend or anybody say, hey, we need help over here. And it's like, okay, I'm coming. I'm educated. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> but do you know any, any codes? Do you know Specific, any Unix? Yeah. Do you know how to repair a car? You can't like, oh, I'm just educated. I'm like, oh, right. great. That's code yeah. for he doesn't know how to do anything, but he can <laughs> opinionate about it. And if you do that for your education, you're going to come up with answers. It, it'll become, uh, I won't say crystal clear, because for me, I'm so used to thinking like that, but it'll become way clearer. You're like, okay, this is really, I want, science is really important to our family. That's our thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean to unpack that? And so it's like, well, you know, I want him to, is the, what it really means is like, I want him to be able to look at three motors and right away he knows how to take it apart and then he could redesign it. Okay, well, you probably have partly your answer there. Maybe you need to sign him up right now. He's 12. Okay, he can't take apart, you know, big things, but he can probably take a small engine course at the uh, at one of the, the, the retailers, mm -hmm. right? He's going to get his hands dirty. He can put it together. Um, he could probably buy some used one for practically nothing. And you're saying, you know, this is the beginning. You know, yeah. this is important to us. He's going to get, I've met some guys like that have gone engineered, but they are already, man, they were already had their hands in the machine. So when mm -hmm. they got to the theoretical, they, it was like a, I mean, the integration was immediate. You know, if yeah. you don't have yeah. that, you can still do it, but it's a lot more of a struggle. So Absolutely. now you unpack that. It's like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to buy every used, uh, um, um, you know, leaf blower. Mm. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna smash them. We're gonna take them apart. We're gonna take reassemble them, them blindfolded. Yeah. Now you've got an answer. So what does that mean to cultivate that? So reverse engineer that. these big educational ideas because I think they're way too abstract. And because our are not because what not I don't know what the what the equation is now is it doubling every two years knowledge or something? I mean, it's, it's like yeah. you know you can specialize in almost anything you want. So Additive, just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just ad infinitum. This is where people get on this on this treadmill. I'm going to go for a master's. Then I'm going to go for a doctorate. Oh, that doctorate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for another doctorate. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is nutty. You know, you could study all that stuff on your own anyway. Yes. You but can. you never get to the, pr to the production point where the joy is. And that's where you can reverse engineer and say, you know what? I want my kid maybe to go to college. Maybe I do want him to get this advanced engineering degree. But, you know, what does it make sense? Well, I know I've been in that field. I, I've lived in that. That means he really needs to get his hands dirty. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Getting your hands dirty? Well, yeah, he can't. He can't go and uh, Elon Musk is. Hey, can I take apart your, you know, your glamorous? Thing? It's not going to work. But there's an in between stage, and you, there's the dad, a, yeah. can be. We're going to hit that in between stage, and we're going to nail it. We're going to own it. You're going to love it. You're going to get dirty. I even joke with my kids, like, hey, if you lose a finger, not that I want them to, but if you lose a finger, you better Instagram that one because <laughs> it shows that you've got grit and commitment. Exactly. And kept going. Man, I love that. And and what you said, you know. You got to get them, 
you got to get them started, reverse engineer that stuff. And it immediately reminded me of how Henry Ford was working on these Westinghouse tractors at his grandfather's farm before he got hired by Westinghouse because he was so proficient good at fixing these tractors because they kept breaking down. Gotcha. So before he, he, already, he even started his mind the company. was already working in that yeah. in that sphere. Exactly. Oh man, this is so yeah. Powerful. I know. I know. It's like it's like oh, there's so many more ideas I want to try. It's like, you know, thankfully I've got all these kids underneath me, and uh, and I would. <laughs> you got a whole <laughs> company like, there, man. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> got every department imaginable in that house. Yeah. That's amazing. And it, it works with every pretty much every personality in the sense that that's what you do is you're wrestling, you're pivoting. I don't, yeah. you don't have to worry about, Oh, you know, if he's putting his hands in, you know, in the machinery, does that mean he's going to become a mechanic? Don't worry about that, which, but you do have an overall goal though. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're building on the child's strengths. And yeah. then when they run into their weaknesses, you and they together, and as they get older, they make those decisions more and more on their own. They wrestle with the fact, is it worth putting the effort? Yeah. To learn this other thing that I'm not normally, and sometimes the answer is yes, because they, they say, you know what, it's worth it. I want to do this. So you'd be surprised. I'm surprised some of my kids. It's like they'll run into an obstacle in order to solve it. They take on something that I'm just like, there's no way, there's no way that they would have the inclination or the desire, but they want that other thing so bad that sometimes they wind up taking on this other skill or, or that they actually are good at. Mm -hmm. And then they own that and gradually the other one kind of fades in the background because the other one becomes so dominant. I'm like, that's part of the fun and the adventure. It is, yeah. I, I'm like, wow. I mean, really, no. as a dad, this is this is exciting. And uh sometimes they would <laughs> frustrate is like, I you know, you don't wanna you don't wanna like that is BS you wanna tell you especially when they're 17, they tell you something and they're like, No, no, no. And then and then they make it work. And I'm like, my wife Told goes, you. I can't believe it worked. And then you're yeah. like, oh, my goodness. I <laughs> I didn't even believe in them. <laughs> you know what's really cool? So you're a dad of how many kids now? Nine. Nine kids, right. Yeah. I only have four kids. But I was thinking, because my sister has four kids, my wife's cousin has four kids, and they're all in the same, you know, 12 yeah. to 18 to 20, you know, age, age group. And I'm like thinking – they all have different talents, and this 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 just evolved in the past couple of weeks as I've been talking to different people and I'm learning this entrepreneurship world over the past few years, and I'm like, I can't do it alone, but I need help. And if I were if I could train these young minds in what's possible, guess what? I'm giving them an opportunity that they would not have found on them on their own or maybe they would have but it's something for them to think about instead of just going the tried and true way and be like okay four years later after college like well my degree i got it but i can't find a job so it's, it's kind of mind-blowing this is this is the perfect conversation because parent their conference parent their passion is something that i would totally have my sister take a look at this and my cousin look at like because i've got we have we have so much family um in california i have a ton of cousins ton of nephews and you know cousins who have kids so this is like just mind-blowing for them to be able to have this because we're all growing we're all 
as parents, we're continually growing and continually learning what works for each kid. And each kid of ours is different. They don't want to be yes. like the other one. <laughs> no, and they're not clones. They're really, I mean, obviously no. they're family traits. You can tell that, but they're yeah. not clones. You find that out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what's exciting uh, about, I mean, it's, it's exciting. Sometimes it's scary. It is, and, yeah. And uh, sometimes it can be, sometimes you do have a child that's so much like you that you can't mm-hmm. put up too much with their... <laughs> What they're saying because yeah, you were thinking like that at the end. I already know what you're thinking because they're, they're growing up watching us do the yeah. thing that we do, so they're gonna you yeah. know copy all of that. I'm like, oh crap, I did that too. And yeah. uh, what's funny is that my my mom was telling me the other day, like, oh, you have three boys. I mean, you're gonna have three daughter-in-laws. I'm like, oh snap, I didn't even think about that. I'm like yep. so far removed from that. Wow. Anyway, no, there's some exciting stuff out there, yeah. and there are some the, there there are some things you can do where you're not just telling, Hey, have a passion that doesn't work like that because no. just like us as adults, we get overwhelmed. It's like, well, yeah, I'd love to, you know, bungee jump or something, but, mm-hmm. or, but they don't know what that means. They just saw right. it on TV and you're like, okay, do I really want to do that? Do I just want a photo op or, yeah. or, or do I, you know, you, you, they don't know. And that's where you as a parent can really go in there because yeah. you love them and you care and you don't want them to stay at that level, but they yeah. can't for them. They can't, they can't necessarily, if, it would be nice if they could figure all that out, have the same wisdom that you had after all these years, <laughs> Yeah. but they, they don't, this is why, this is why kids have a hard time sometimes. Exactly. Or, or, or maybe they're not even disobedient or anything, but they're just frustrated or depressed. They're frustrated, yeah. Sometimes they're depressed. I think partly because they, they haven't, they have, they're not exercising their potential, which is maybe very different than yours or the sibling. But I truly believe they have a potential. And if you can unleash that, it's going to solve a lot of problems because it is true. This is, we want our kids to be happy. Yes. I mean, I will say that. Yeah, I want my kids to be happy. But I also recognize happiness comes in great part by being feeling like you're you're accomplishing something yeah. beautiful in life. And in order to accomplish something beautiful in life, you got to put the work in. You know, that's part of that whole. If you <laughs> want part, abs, you got to lay off the <laughs> chocolate cake. Got to lay off the chocolate. Yeah, exactly. The, the muffins and the cookies, dude. It's been so much fun. Let's jump right into the six questions that I love to ask my guest. All right. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Bookbinding. Oh yeah, you mentioned bookbinding. Bookbinding. Yeah. Why I, I that specifically? Well, you know what it is? I always found it fascinating. Of course, this is, I haven't acted on it. Is the idea of uh, out of print books that mm-hmm. I really like the subject, but they're just not a popular enough subject. Mm-hmm. But the cover is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look to put, I've seen where people, you can rebind it, but put extra blank pages in there so you can put your notes in there. Yeah. So turn it into sort of a unique thing mm. that kind of grows over time, either with notes or the rebinding. Um, so that's kind of just a little bit of a, a fantasy. Oh, there. It's like, oh, I, I've bound some. So back in the days, we used to have computer printer paper that had holes on either yeah, side. Yeah, I remember that. So my dad used to bring all these papers. And what I started doing is I would... And they would they were not eight and a half by eleven. They were like much wider, I think eleven by seventeen even. So I would fold them in half and then I've got holes on one side. Brilliant. And then what I did is I 
I I I use fish wire, yeah, to bind like a ton of pages together, and I would just write poems and write like oh. put stickers of cars and stuff like oh, that. So beautiful. I had like different books but would you slip like, you slip the paper on the on the other end because it'd be folded you didn't yeah. have to slit them open nope nope yeah so the so you fold it so the the end side where it had all the holes would be uh where the where i would together do the fish line yeah but then and the, the other side, is just side folded. folding it it's closed wouldn't you have to slit it open then no i don't because it had it had some kind of print stuff on one side and the other side was blank okay so then i just used the outer sides and that way you you know if using ink or whatever it won't show through either so gotcha kind of like a thicker page but okay it worked out pretty good i i i uh i made these like 30 plus years ago and i found them in my my uh parents home nice. the other day it's like this is this is cool it's cool i had a i had a book that i made just to write down names of movies because i wanted to see movies <laughs> It's funny. That's All nice. right, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? A politician. Ooh. Literally. Literally a politician. Yeah. Interesting. Where'd yeah. you grow up? Uh, I, I grew up in France. I was an American, but I grew up okay. in France. Okay. So my parents were American, but they lived in France. Mm. And so at that time, also, we had friends that worked um, sort of undercover in the communist countries and stuff and mm. just a bunch of stuff so i was very aware of all the political situation so yeah yeah that was maybe when i look back on it seemed normal when i was a kid but i guess it wasn't <laughs> and i'm not what... a politician now so there you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> next question what is your favorite movie or tv show actually you you said tv show or how about a book yeah well i mean there's so much yeah, but there's... i will i will say i will say a fun one and I've only found a few other people get as excited about it, but it's okay. the, uh, from the 1980s. There was a, a series of uh, two two series. Actually, one it became successful, and then they re, they continued with another one. It's called Yes Minister, and then later Yes Prime Minister. So mm. minister as in a British minister politician. Hence, you can see the continuity here. Yeah. Um, but what it was, it was a very uh, sophisticated, uh, not slapstick at all, uh, but humorous. And essentially, it was an expose against the runaway bureaucracy. And one of my favorite episodes, I and mean, there's so many good ones in yeah. there. One of my favorite episodes is where the minister, and they're all they're all playing their little shenanigans. Yeah. And they're trying to checkmate each other. We're, we're not, no substantial change happens because everybody's posturing all the time, constantly. <laughs> and uh, and of course, they have they are saying things that don't have meaning, but yet they're. One of them is. The minister says, oh, I'm going to get a photo. He's obsessed about photo op opportunities. So he says, he finds out, um, he gets a report from his one of his uh, bureaucracy managers saying, oh, we got this amazing hospital. You know, the the, the we've got zero um, mortality rate. We've got just on and on beautiful stats trying to justify their budget. And he's like, oh, this is great. I got to go there and get a photo op opportunity. And then from then on, most of the, most of the show, they're trying to dissuade him. They're trying to persuade him not to go. And he's like completely baffled. Well, don't you want me? This is great. It makes your agency look great. It makes yeah. me look great. I'm going to get reelected. Eventually it comes out that there are no patients at this hospital. <laughs> of course. And so, and he's like baffled. It's like, well, how can there be, how can there be no patients at a hospital? You've got like 40 doctors. Yeah. You've got janitors. You've got all these supplies. Well, if we get patients in there, 
our statistics are going to go down and not look as good. So he's like completely like, what the heck? And so, I mean, it's some absurd. That is so funny. Where, where the bureaucracy exists for itself and not for, for serving people. But I mean, it's wow. just, I, to me, I'm rolling, you know, from morning until night. And there's there's just one one thing after another like that. So maybe so I've grown up in Europe too. I'm more aware. So of this show is on BBC or, or? Yeah, it was put out I maybe by the BBC. It's available. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's on YouTube now. I mean, we'll this is the it 1980s. Okay. So this would have been it's yes minister, and then he he eventually gets elected prime minister because the they, all the top dogs who are way better than him uh, are so mad at each other they they elect the most least competent person, which is him. He doesn't. So he's kind of like there the 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 one that everyone can live with because he's so incompetent, and uh, he get he and then he eventually starts learning the ropes. That's so funny. It's almost like um, what they did when uh, Showtime. The Showtime or HBO did Veep, and uh, what's her name played the role, Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld. I, I can't remember. Is it similar? Were there? It's it's kind of similar because she's she's a she's a uh, she's a vice president, first female vice president. Right now she wants to you know she's running and she then becomes the prime minister and there's all sorts of like you know similar kind of politics stuff happening and it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's hilarious it, 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 because it, it it matches the corporate world in so many ways. It does. Right? You 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 promote somebody that you don't want, <laughs> so you can you can you can screw another team because he's. Yeah. So you promote him. It's like you recommend him to another team. I've seen this before. Yeah. You recommend someone who's very difficult to another team to get him off your team and simultaneously kind of ruin the other team because <laughs> you can't fire him. I mean, there's yep. a lot of that stuff going yep. on. Yeah, they get promoted, and now they're like above you. I'm like, what? The, what? What? What just happened? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Our next question: What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh my goodness! Oh, that's a. Mm. If I got to play the character in it, wow! Any character in any movie? Yeah, probably any kind of Cold War spy movie would be fun hmm cold war spy movie so there's so many of them out there maybe one of the james bond i don't know if saving private ryan was from a cold no not war. a war no, movie no. not a war, not a war movie. movie okay more more of a yeah more of a mind game movie. cold war mind fun. game okay okay yeah I like it so kind of like war games maybe <laughs> 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 I, think, I think one of the funny ways to say one of the oh hopscotch was one of my hopscotch. favorite okay yeah where where it's a it's it's an aging uh, uh spy master mm-hmm. on, on the american side who's stationed in in europe and it's the height of the cold war and he's very good at, at uh uh finding moles and stuff and it's a comedy it's it's not really a comedy but yeah. there's an underlying comedic tone so it's not a dark it's not a dark one and uh, somebody in that example, somebody much more incompetent than him gets promoted and he's got a personal vendetta against him. So he benches him. It's like, you're going to be taking the desk now. You're going to come home. You're, and of course, he does not want to do this. And there's some bad blood between them over the years. Of course. And yeah. uh, it turns out that this guy is super incompetent. There's been a lot of blunders that uh, people have died and, and, and because he didn't know what he was doing and he's mm-hmm. arrogant. So he gets into his mind, uh, the the hero of the of the, of the show, that he's going to write a memoir. 
exposing all the stupid stuff that the agency I don't know I don't know if it was the CIA or some other fictional agency okay. and he starts sending a chapter at a time to each of the heads of the spy so they're going nuts so they're all we got to we got to terminate this guy so anyways so the people below him that he's trained are are hunting for him but they're kind of like him at the same time and they're all <laughs> like why is he sending us these chapters ahead of time so it, it's one big mind game and in the end it all it all works out yeah, uh, he supposedly dies, which of course he doesn't. And uh, the guys behind him say, like, "Please stay dead, please stay dead," you know. <laughs> and he's kind of, it's kind of like settling scores between people, but it's hilarious. It's just That's a lot too of funny. a lot That's of mind funny. games, a lot of hopscotching, as they call it, kids' game. Love it, love it. That's what right. I would like to play him. Nice, nice. I like that Walter Matthews and yeah. Glenda Jackson, Sam Watterson. Oh, it's worth, it's Watterson. worth watching. We'll check it out. I think it's uh, you can rent it on Amazon Prime right now. Probably. All right, sweet. Next question: Who is your favorite superhero? Oh my goodness, favorite superhero! I got sick of them. They you got sick of them? Pamper them. They pamper them too much. They're not superheroes <laughs> anymore. Uh, Spider Man. Spider Man. Good old classic. Classic. Old, nothing. Yeah. Nothing too weird. Nothing. Yeah, I like that. I love it. That uh, original. I don't know why he's like barely in his late teens or right out of college trying to figure it out. He's yeah. got these skills, but he's not really sure what what is he supposed to do. What what's he supposed to be? What doing? does it mean? What am I doing? I love it. Love it, man. That's awesome. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Monopoly. Mm. Just good old fashioned fun. I was thinking risk. You know what I don't like about Risk? I think I've played before. It goes on forever. <laughs> well, so does Monopoly. That's true. But you you know why? Probably because you always speed it up. You hand out some oh, you of the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, everybody can, have, everybody can have a yeah, house yeah. now. Okay, here's, yeah, here's yeah. everybody. I don't, I don't quite have that patience. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe Fail if I fast. played Risk the same way. <laughs> Failing fast. All right, sweet. I love it. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot, and uh, I have I've had a lot of questions in my mind about what what to get my kids into for summer. And my wife has recently texted me. She's like, "Oh, look, they have basketball camp over here. Let's send them there." And I didn't grow up playing sports. I don't very much play sports or watch sports. So I was like, eh, "I don't know." Because I want them to go into, you know, the YouTube economy to, you know, work, work on their own craft. Because they have a YouTube channel. And I just got this course from Pat Flynn. And it's called YouTube from Scratch. So I'm like super excited to get them to watch this. Because they have their YouTube channel. They want to get to 100,000 subscribers. Pat Flynn did it in 10 months. I'm like, okay, he's teaching everything here. So that's something that I want to get. So we'll we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you shared in the episode that's like getting my wheels turning. And I want to take a look at the parent their passion concept. Well, that let me teaching. recommend and yeah. this for your listeners too. If you go to parentdeirpassion.com, right on the main page, you can get it'll be right smack dab. It's called an interest worksheet, and it's several pages, and it'll you walk through it yourself, and it's going to be a series of uh, four exercises. Three of them are uh, going to make you have do a list of stuff that's in your family. And by the end, you, fi- you finish, you're going to have an actionable term. So what I you're telling it. me, for example, 
the the possibility of a YouTube channel, etc. There's a couple more ingredients you can add to it that you already have. I don't know what it is until I would see your list. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna say we got to do this. We got to do this because you'll find that actually an interest by itself is not powerful enough to right. sustain that momentum. Get that you, why? Yeah, you don't you don't want to be. I mean, it's okay to to do something where you're you know you're kind of carrying their tools all the time, but that's not where you want to be. It's, it's, right. it's draining. Um, yeah. You want to be in a situation where your child's like, he's got this interest, but it's not enough by itself. Most of the time, it's just not enough. They're too young and experienced. But you add a couple more ingredients that's in your in your social environment, your family, and it's going to be so powerful. It's going to, it's going to boom. And it's free. Take it, download it, and go through the exercises. I think you're going to be blown away. You'll have more than one option, but one of them will probably pop out. And you'll, in, in that case, you'll probably want to list, you know, YouTube um, channel and interest. That'll be one of the ingredients. Yeah. But you need at least a couple others that you already have, that you already have, this. because it's important that they're already in your social environment um, because that's what will give it its power. Well, um, thank you for that. I've, uh, I will go ahead and check out identifying my child's talent because that's, that's your free guide. Um, so that was the last question. Where can my where can superpreneurs find you? And guys, check out parenttheirpassion.com, right? That's where that sets. Yes. What other places uh, do you communicate? Are you on LinkedIn? I'm on media? Instagram. Okay. Parent Their Passion. Look me Perfect. up there. And awesome. I'm also on Facebook. Perfect. But the best place to be for right now, I think, is if you can get on my website, get the free download because well, I'll have your email in order for you to get it. And then I'm going to start sending you within a couple of days, you're going to start getting every few days, you're going to get an amazing tip uh, and insight as to what what makes it work. You're going to get examples. I got yeah. tons of those. I mean, it'll be really fun. I think the I first it. one that you'll get will show you. Uh, it's actually an Apple ad, a really good one. And it shows a kid. He looks like he's on his phone the whole time, not participating in uh, some kind of like family Christmas it's event like or a something. Christmas event. Yeah, yeah. And you'll yeah. find out there's a complete turnaround, and you'll mm -hmm. see why. And it just beautifully encapsulates it. I love that. I love. I remember watching that video when it first came out, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, yeah, that's the power of, of smartphones." Yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time again. This was a lot of fun. And we'll catch you in the next one, man. Take care. Oh, I love it. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.